Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Jesus Christ. Jesus. (laughs) Back from the dead. Jesus, your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones is going to hell. That's lightning. He makes sure he weeds out the good from the bad. That's why Toolsy he ain't making it through the gates. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Oh, were you that kid, Dan? Big sip. <laughs> I just took a big sip of your Mate, sorry. Big sip. <laughs> Jose Batista swings and strikes out. Yeah. I, I'm like, okay, he's probably gonna complain. I need a drink. Big sip. <laughs> now, every. F- Pitch. Uh, uh, uh. I was listening on the radio at the Kinsman Arena parking lot. You were in the Kinsman parking lot? You uh, there was dating a tr- an old Kinsman man? <laughs> you sure a cute kid. I had to go into the truck because there was no TVs in there, so I uh, was listening to the game in the truck. And then a man touched you. Come on, it'll be fun. A lot of people have. What's wrong, uh, Ben? Use your words. Well, I just <laughs> use your words. Yeah, I need a drink. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Hey! Dad! Dad! Episode one two niner of the Jay and Dan podcast. Just 129 gems for your listening pleasure. A big number. Blakey. Hey, uh, how's everyone doing? The Blue Jays. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Opened a can of pop before. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What the hell happened there? That was like someone without fingers opening a can of cola. And boycott, 2016. I'm boycotting Yerba the until year they sponsor of us. Dan. Like, how did you. How did that happen what when just, you open you need, a can? You need some tissues? I just wanted to get you, the other sounds on the microphones. Oh my God. What? Is this serious? You're boycotting Yerba? Nah, I just felt like a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Booyah's ALCS. That's Fun a- times in Cleveland today. So here's the thing. Obviously going to be massive ratings in Canada. Oh, sorry. We have someone here, Dan. And that someone is oh, Mark Toyama. There we go, Mark. Mark Toyama. Oh, oh, with the Yerbas. Mark, here's that shirt. I here's a T-shirt. Mark, can you model this for us a little bit? Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at that. Look at we that. Got, we got to uh, get in front oh, of the camera. Get, awesome. Yeah, get in the middle over yeah, there. Come yeah, come on over here, Mark. So Mark is uh, our nice. star production assistant. He helps us with What's uh, on the ba- nothing on the back. everything. Sometimes. He- there they are. So, yeah, we'll dive into this. Ironhead. Gives us a little handy when we need it. Mm. <laughs> Ironhead, my favorite. Uh, Thanks, Mark. T-shirt you, company Mark. in Canada has uh, we've partnered with them to to uh, sell T-shirts and uh, raise some okay. money for the uh, Canadian Tire Kickstarter program, which uh, gets kids uh, the ability that they don't have the funds to play sports. And the reason we chose that one is because one hundred percent of donations go towards the kids. So Canadian Tire covers all administrative costs, and then 
so that's all why the we money chose goes that. to equipment and yes. all that stuff. So and registration, yeah, it's an awesome uh, program. So and, yeah, here we go. Go to jandan.com, and here you haven't even seen these yet. So they sent me all these ones to Seriously, peruse. I have shirts that I've bought from them when I was in my twenties, and it looks like I just bought them yesterday. Wow. Can, I, can I just say nice. something? Oh, those are cool. So they're we awesome. we had the uh, the original shirts, uh, and uh, they were really nice shirts, but uh, they were what? made in up America. to the quality we like. Well, and also. So uh, if you're from Canada, you had to pay duty, and we felt right. bad about that. We should have addressed that earlier. Now you do not have to do that. You do not. So here we go. Jane Dan deported from Canada. <laughs> Feel that quality. These are beautiful shirts, Those by the way. Awesome. Yeah, these, these really Ironhead cool. shirts are absolutely awesome. This is my favorite. Look at that logo. I mean, come on. I like that one. That's the one. one yeah, it's yeah. a picture of Jay and I, and we are uh, cartoon figures. It looks like I'm behind you giving it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Where are your hands? Um, so yeah, exactly. we have no arms uh, I love the baseball cool. shirt yeah Jim this would be a good one yeah. for you I think so I'll just keep showing and then we have the yep. anchor boy one I like very that one. nice for the book. They're all beautiful like they're they're great shirts so go to janedan.com order them up and uh, like Dan said uh, proceeds are going to go to a good cause so there you go okay so Sweet. Toronto Cleveland okay going to be a ratings winner in Canada yes but Toronto Cleveland does not play well in the rest of North America. I believe they call that ratings poison in the USA. Yes. Ratings poison. Uh, we here at Fox have the National League. That's right. So there. we, again, we're taping this on Wednesday, so we could potentially have the Cubs and Dodgers. God, which that is, would be You cannot handpick huge. two better teams. Eric, we've talked about Eric Shanks, our boss, uh, the president of Fox Sports, on this podcast before. If the Dodgers are able to pull off a victory and get into the National League Championship Series against the Cubs... We're renewed for the next 20 years. We're renewed for the next 20 years, but more than that, uh, I believe that Eric will gain an erection that will not subside for two straight weeks. So My erections have returned. So two straight weeks of just a massive erection for Fox Sports. Mm -hmm. Shanks. This, uh, this could not have played out better for us. And so far, these playoffs, oh my goodness... Simply unbelievable. Yeah, and for our Jays fans, Americans do care about the Jays because they hit a lot of freaking home runs and they're exciting to watch. Listen, that's the thing. You know, if if American baseball fans would just watch the Jays, and I think they are watching them now, um, they'd see that this is the most exciting team in baseball right now. But again, hey, it's a, it's a market that's not a big market down here. Neither is Cleveland. Doesn't matter. Uh, the important thing is the Jays are in the ALCS and looking fantastic to advance. Uh, so the Dodgers games, uh, man, I felt bad for the rest of the country because you just see Dodger Stadium in October. It's beautiful. It's just bathed in sunlight, everyone mm -hmm. in T-shirts and shorts, and then yeah, it's rainy and drizzly. Well, Larry King and... was bundled up pretty good, but I think he's all <laughs> bone now. <laughs> yeah. I think he's all just bone. How many darts is he still smoking? Oh, is and then uh, does he still smoke? Is he still know. crushing darts? I think so. Hmm. And then also, Rich, we heard because they had a giant fan in front of him the other day. That's how hot it was in L.A. They had a fan in front of him, and I said, "Oh, well, Larry must be hot." And then Norm, one of our writers, said, "No, actually, he used to keep a fan under his desk at CNN because he farted so much—a <laughs> little mini fan that would be blowing all the time." And he had such bad flatulence that he would they would just run that fan the the whole show, which I say is probably something we should have in our studio, Dan. No, we're very polite with that. Uh, 
We've got a lot to get to. So and much. We also to get have to. three sponsors. Uh, <laughs> Athletes Collective one. proudly supports the Jane Dan podcast. Athletes Collective offers premium sportswear at an affordable price without the logos. Their products use the same high quality technical fabrics, but are 30 to 40% less than the major brands. They're made in Canada, designed and manufactured in Toronto. They offer free shipping and returns across the U.S. and Canada. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. They send us gear. I wear it all the time. It doesn't stink. And they're workout shirts. You wear them and you're like, I watch. This, why does it still smell? This stuff, not yeah. this stuff. Call to action go to athletescollective.com, use the promo code Fox Sports at checkout, receive 15% off your first order. That's athletescollective.com, promo code Fox Sports, all one word. Okay, there so you go. let's get to a desert trip. This oh, is the concert shit. in Palm Springs where every uh, let's run through who was there. We had Paul McCartney, we had uh, The Who, we had Roger Waters, we had uh, Neil Young. Uh, who am I missing? Rolling Stones and Bob Dylan and Bob Dylan. And Dylan. Uh, Jay attended. Uh, let's uh, let's hear it. It was incredible, Jim. It was incredible. I bet it was the best concert experience of my entire life. Wow. Period. Yes. Mm, wow. It was because first of all, just seeing all those bands over three days would make it, probably put it in your top ten or whatever. But every band brought it big time, including Dylan, who has been. And I'm a huge Dylan fan. Not great live the last few years. Maybe not the best. How old is he now? He's 75, I think, at least. Oh, man. So uh, anyway, he was first on the Friday night, and he had a killer band. And by the way, everyone had a killer band. But he had a killer band. And they they changed the arrangements a little bit. His voice isn't the same. Sped some things up, slowed some things down to suit him. It worked perfectly. And then the Stones came on and crushed it. Like, destroyed up there. Mick comes out. First of all, you're like, yeah, he's so old. He looks ghastly. Yeah, because those big screens next to the stage are massive. Massive. And I was close for every band. I was like super close to the stage. I got oh, right in awesome. there. Oh, awesome. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I went nuts. People must love that when you're close to the stage. I know. People hated <laughs> me. People despised me. But I was like, I you could gotta see. got to get up there. I could see. I'm happy. Uh, but honestly, it was in- wow. incredible. The Stones were great. Uh, Keith and Ronnie, the interplay, the guitars. I was saying to Dan, it's like they're up there. And they've done all these songs a million times, but not only that, they're just such ace players that they're they're almost like they're almost like playing a joke on everybody. Like it's comes so easy to them. Everything they're doing, like how many amazing playing, it's comes so easy to them. And Ronnie's hanging back. Like Ronnie's like an incredible player, but oh, Keith's yeah. the man, right? So yeah. Ronnie's like, I'll just hang back here, you know, and I'll get my licks in. How many <laughs> times a conservative estimate, how many times would they've played like their biggest hits? God, like Ronnie joined in like seven ten thousand oh. times. Like that's thirty Ma- years yeah, ago. Maybe, maybe that many. Yeah, sure. Because they were touring steady through the seventies. Yeah, they kind of took a big break in the eighties when Mick and Keith weren't getting along. But, but then uh, in the two, th- you know, Steel Wheels the, and all that. Yes, from sort of uh, Steel Wheels on. They've yeah. been going out every few years. They can just do it, and Mick can sing. He's in great shape. Two hours nonstop. And then Saturday, f***ing Neil Young gets up there and just destroys it. A couple of acoustic jams, a little Harvest Moon, that kind of thing. And then brings up a band that consists of two of Willie Nelson's sons. They're called Promise of the Real. Unbelievable. Oh, they wow. harmonize with them. Were you waving? Neil, I'm from Canada. Neil, I'm also from Canada. So. Neil! I don't care. Neil! That was uh, Neil. I don't care. And then Paul McCartney came then on. McCartney after. comes on. Neil joins him for a couple of tunes. McCartney crushes it. So Neil's amazing. McCartney's amazing. The Who's great. Then the awkward moment happens. The Who 
awesome on Sunday. First act on Sunday. They crush it. They finish with Bob O'Reilly. Pete's amazing on the guitar. Roger's voice still sounds great. Pete then, you just walk off, right? You finish Bob O'Reilly. It's like, end it. Walk off. No. Townsend, I'm going to introduce all the band one by one and talk about what a douchebag all these people are. And he also, he also, speaking ill of the dead, he calls Keith Moon a wanker. And, you know, maybe he was. But then he says of John Entwistle, the bassist who died five years ago yep. in Vegas, and had some cocaine in his system and was maybe doing some crazy shit with some hookers. Whatever. Hey, we've all been there. Yeah, but he tried he to pick up this. my wife once. Right. Well, right they said crazy, man. Wow. Okay, yeah. this is the thing. He's crazy. But why say this in front of, uh, like, 100,000 people at this festival. He's like, he died of various sex and cocaine problems, John Entwistle, so this bassist is replacing him. The, ba- the bassist is like, why are you? Yeah, what is the band doing what during I, this? What's happening? Wow. They're all just standing there like, Pete, shut up. And then he introduces Ro- Roger Daltrey, who's been with the band forever. forever. He is yeah. the lead singer of The Who and always has been, and says, Roger I can sing a few songs, but I can't sing a whole show. So thanks for singing my songs. You sing my songs great. Basically, every compliment he gave him, he was like, this is all thanks to me. This is all because of me that you're wow. here. Treating him like a hired Jeez. hand or something. Did, did anyone in the band say, child porn? Uh, <laughs> you got you had child porn on a computer. Hello? That wasn't brought up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like what the hell? It yeah, was weird. Is, don't they have to every city he they play? They have to uh, they they have to announce. Okay, he's a registered sex offender, and he has you know when they show up at whatever city, they they have to let them know. Isn't oh yes, insane? you know we're playing Cincinnati tonight, and uh, so hide your children. Yeah, Pete Townsend, our registered sex offender, will be performing here. You sure, a cute kid. It was. That's weird, crazy, man. man. And then Roger Waters got up. He was the best. He was the best. His band was incredible. It sounded amazing. The whole time, all you could think of was, why isn't David Gilmore singing these songs and playing guitar? It makes yeah. no sense. They f-ing hate each other, whatever. But they were great. They were great. Comf- they, they played comfortably numb? Oh, yeah. They finished with it. Right oh, after wow. Roger brought up his whole Israel-Palestine thing. I bet a guy said, because he's nonstop on it, right? And I said, I said, there's no way he brings that up here in California at this festival. No, he did. Wow. He brought it up. But then he finished with Comfortably Numb and it worked. So who numb. was the best band? Yeah, it was Waters. It was it was Waters and the band. Better the, than the Stones? It was the best performance overall. But by the way, Waters, Stones, Neil Young, McCartney, separated by mere percentage points. I mean, wow. you put put names in a hat and pick one out. That's how good they they all were. And then the Who a little bit further down, and Dylan probably last. If you want the best version of Country Meal Numb, uh, YouTube it with Van Morrison when they perform it with him. I, our good friend Kyle Libby, remember I told him that in Russia, and he oh, said, I can't I'm believe the... I've never heard this. Yeah, yeah. I got to check that yeah. out. I never heard of that so, either. Um, wow. the wor- but the worst part is, I was going to say, Dan, remember when they did that Live 8? Remember yeah. Live 8? Yeah. It was like a few years ago. Yeah, and they and all got They all got together. back together. Yeah. Yeah. They sounded so good in that live eight. Like it was like I think they they said they rehearsed for like a week, and it was like they had been to get like hadn't taken a break since nineteen seventy nine or whatever. So uh, Jim and I did some research when uh, we were waiting for you to arrive, and we because we, well you know like I like to know how much people make. Yeah, yeah. 
So we uh, we uh, did an average of the ticket prices, and how much do you think they made for? Because they played last weekend and they play this coming weekend. How much do you think the organizers are going to gross? Oh, the organizers! I thought you were going to say the bands. Okay. Oh God. Hundred million. One sixty. Wow. Wow. And then we yeah. we were wondering how much each band got paid because they would have done the math too and said, okay, here's yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it fifteen? No, they didn't say that, but we we were guessing. What would you say? I, I I figured the Stones probably got like four or five million. Yeah, and uh, the other artists probably Actually, each got a million. At I least. heard. I heard. I thought I heard six for everybody. Did they pay everybody, everybody the yeah, same yeah, amount I of money? I, I thought I heard that, but maybe I'm wrong. They maybe paid each artist six million dollars. <laughs> Well, think about it. If that's six, and that's thirty-six million, and if they're bringing in one hundred and sixty, yeah, uh, hey, you know they're doing and, okay. And it, it, you know, it costs a lot to put that on, but still, so the not same- that much. Okay, so it costs them a couple of million dollars to put it on. Rolling Stone about- said that the artists are going to get upwards of seven million dollars per set. There you go. Yep. There you go. Now, but to me Women that makes per sense. Set. So they're so playing so then two fourteen million. million dollars per set. So then they're wow. getting fourteen. Holy, Holy crap. crap. But again, there was so, like, there, for, I don't need to tell you guys, the ticket prices were outrageous. Yeah. The food was beyond outrageous price-wise. Um, everything was kind of a, a ridiculous ripoff. But you, you, you stay at a hotel and all the... I luck, my folks have a place there, so uh, I lucked out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same people that put on Coachella, and they also put on Stagecoach. That's right. What What do the bands do all week? They leave. They, they don't do. stay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's they get out of there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're the f*** out of there. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure. And you can fly into Palm Springs. So, And there's also a private airport in, in Palm Springs. Yeah. So. so they can just fly in there. Like Keith was funny, or uh, Mick was funny, sent a tweet like a billboard of the new Stones album is just outside Palm Springs, but it's actually going into L.A. So he sent a tweet like, on my way out to L.A., I saw this billboard with our new album on. It's like, okay, first of all, Keith, it's actually on the way into L.A., so you're lying. And to, and <laughs> secondly, you're not driving from L.A. to f- Palm Springs. You're definitely flying. So, far. so uh, let's do a impromptu six degrees of uh, Engineer Jim, wow. our award-winning engineer. So you just heard us list all those artists. So your greatest or deepest connection with all the artists we just named. Um, okay. Uh, so, so I, again, Dylan, McCartney, Stones. Yeah, Neil which Young. one? Which one do you have the deepest connection with? I don't uh, know well, uh, Dylan, I did a whole album with. I did. That's Under a pretty the Red deep connection. Yeah, <laughs> Under the Red Sky with him and Stevie Ray Vaughan played wow. on it, and David Lindley and Jimmy Vaughan. Uh, Don was produced that. Um, and it wasn't the greatest Dylan record, but. I wish uh, you. I wish everybody could hear the outtakes because what wound up happening was it was just like these long jams, like thirty-minute jams, where Bob was sitting at the piano and he'd be going, "Well, you know, it kind of goes like this," and he starts playing the song, and he's like, "And we're gonna we're gonna go to the G here, and then." And then uh, uh, we're going to do the middle eight on the bridge, and it goes like this. And he's just kind of like kind of really loosely doing the framework of the song. And everybody's kind of following the chords, and they're like, okay, all right, I I see where this is going. And slowly the band kind of picked up, and every song was like that. It just kind of fell in together. 
And then they'd get rolling, and Bob would start singing these lyrics, and they'd be like, okay, uh, solo, and Stevie would start playing a solo. And, you know, anyways, what wound up happening was out of that, every song, literally, we would have to run, we were rolling analog tape, we'd have to run two machines because we'd run out of tape on the first machine, and you'd have the second machine rolling so you could get the whole song, and then you'd splice it together. So before you'd run out of tape on the first machine, you'd hit record on the second machine and so on, right? So out of that, though, they decided, okay, well, let's have whatever, 10 or 12 songs, and we'll cut them all down to like three-and-a-half-minute songs, and so all the magic of all the jamming and all the cool mm. stuff was gone. Right, right. Because they edited all the stuff down to like three-minute, five-minute songs. But somewhere exists the dats and the uh, the quarter-inch we'd roll, quarter-inch tape of the stuff, of the whole jams. I, I'm sure Don has all that stuff. Someday they'll do like a Fuck. deluxe oh. reuse. And amazing, yeah. Because you know, and everybody would solo, and they take turns, and oh man, yeah. it was it was magical. So anyway, so that's that's, that's a very deep. That's, connection. A, that's a good. That's connection. a deep connection. And then uh, um, the Rolling Stones. I worked on um, that single, "A Rock in a Hard Place." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I got to got to work with them, team, but man. but they and that was on Steel Wheels. But they had already finished the album. And the song was already done, and they were starting their tour, and it was almost, I don't know, I don't know if you could say it was an audition for Don was, because after that, he, he worked with them ever since. But uh, I I helped him get all the, they recorded that song at one tempo, and the single wound up getting released at another tempo, hmm. and I sped the whole track up. You know, it was like 110 or 100 beats per minute, and uh, we we sped it up to like 120, but then everybody sounded like chipmunks, yeah. and I had to pitch everybody back in time, and uh, it was a very complicated thing. I was up for like two and a half days straight without sleep, and Don would come in and check on me. How's it going, Jim? That's so bizarre and, uh, that they wouldn't just re-record the song. Yeah, no, no, they were already <laughs> They're gone. Hey, we're gone. We're starting a tour here. See if you can do this. Was, was mixed more... emotions on Steel Wheels because they played that and they they said we haven't played this for like ten years I, or something. I don't. I don't think so. No. I, I don't. Remember. It was somewhere in the late eighties. What the Google's for? Was it uh, mixed emotions on ladies? You're not the only one. Yeah. Man, they all had great backup singers. It was on Steel Wheels, yep. It was. was. 89. God damn you, good Yeah, so late late 80s. Yeah, they said they hadn't played it forever. It sounded great. They killed it. So, uh, and then uh, Neil Young, uh, when he had his band, Neil Young and the Blue Notes. I don't know if you remember that. This Notes for You. This Notes for You and stuff. The guy who produced that with him, Nico Bolas, is... Uh, a friend of mine and uh, my wife was working with his um, accountants and business managers at the time, and uh, I was still at Record Plant, and they were at SIR recording that here in L.A., and uh, I would go down to SIR while they were working on tracks for that, 
And then they wound up going up to the ranch and they took the record plant truck up to the ranch. And uh, I didn't get to go to the ranch, but while they were on tour, actually they were playing at Tanglewood in Massachusetts and I was on vacation. They asked me to go out and uh, basically drive the truck Hmm. because the crew who was with the remote truck, it was literally the stage engineer and an engineer that worked in the truck with Neil's producer and they didn't have a truck driver. So they would do the show. At the end of the show, they'd drive 500 miles to the next gig, yeah, yeah. and these guys would be driving it. And it's a big, you know, million-dollar yeah. recording truck. So uh, I, I, I have a connection to Neil there, and obviously I, I worked uh, extensively with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. So yeah, yeah. Uh, And Neil came and jammed with them a few times while I worked with them. So It's a shame they, you know, that's what I was thinking about when I was watching Neil. I was like, it really sucks because him and David Crosby apparently don't speak right now. It's too bad. Yeah, it's They're all alive. Weird. Like, yeah. why, you know, to get those guys all. Can you imagine if he brought all of them out on stage? Oh, it'd be awesome. It I been think next wild. year's a big reunion for them. Is it? Yeah. Like a like a milestone yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, milestone. So maybe they'll knows? put aside. Maybe they'll I mean, they've yeah. they've been they've had acrimonious relationships before, so anyway. stranger things have happened. Yeah. Our our guest is Kenny Florin. He's going to be here in a minute, but I wanted okay. to ask a question because you're always very politically correct when you talk about the artists you work with. Is there one artist where you say, I would never work with that human again? That's a good question. Um, wow. Because you, I'm sure you've run into a lot of dickheads, but you don't call them that. You are, again, very, very yeah, kind. There, there's a couple of guys. <laughs> Throw one under the bus. I, I, man, I Build it up. I, 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 <laughs> Give us a I hint even without know. naming uh, I, I, <laughs> I love the music. Uh, I, it's a band no, n- nobody's ever heard of. No, uh, we need okay. we need a name band. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Guys. Okay, you're too uh, nice. Yeah, you're, yeah. Too, you're too. That's nice. fair. That's fair. You yeah. don't want to. You don't want to burn bridges. The important thing yeah. is that Desert Trip is on again this weekend, and I encourage everyone to just mortgage the house and go. It's hey, really speaking of mortgages, I, I, I there it is. To. That's the segue. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, and completely online. Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork? With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of a button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. (laughs) Unique. Even better with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all this on your phone or tablet. It's a quick online process you can manage from the convenience of your couch. So if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com slash J. (laughs) Disclaimer, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. What was that NMLSConsumerAccess.org Consumer number? Access. 3030. Number oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Uh, and now, uh, Kenny Florian. Kenny everybody. Florian, everyone. Kenny, Kenny Florian. Kenny Florian. There he is. Kenny Florian, yep. everybody. Kenny. No, not here yet. Kenny Florian. Can I uh, go to the mailbag here? Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, from Matt and Kitchener. Hey, Jay, I was in Windsor today at a healthcare conference, began chatting with a fellow vendor who's from Peterborough. Turns out he grew up with Dan, knows him and his brothers well. This guy told me a couple of funny stories about Dan and his younger, wilder days, and I think you need to get Dan to elaborate on 
A, getting kicked out of prom for sticking his hand into a serving tray of mashed potatoes. Oh, boy, Dad. That sounds wacky. Give us this story. Okay. Um, I did get kicked out of prom. but uh, That's spe- very wow. sad. You're very much a rebel. No, because here's what happened. I didn't stick my hand in any food. Again, you, you, co- you cocktail else. you cocktail before the prom. Yeah. Yes. And I made the stupid mistake because the, the police are there and I'm like, Yeah, what's going on? And when I was going to the restroom, they're like, uh, excuse me. Uh, come here. So yes, that did happen. Okay. But I didn't stick my hand in food. Okay. So you didn't even go to the prom. Like you- No, I was there for like ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> and then I and then they're like, ah, so I Who's picking up? I'm like, I guess I gotta call my parents. So oh that was, wow! That's a great phone call. Wow! So they showed up and yeah, like, there was just silence. On uh, <laughs> and it's <laughs> almost so guaranteed great. to be a good time. That is so great. God, what I have, what would I have done to be in that car? Just like I'd be looking around at everybody, like, oh man. I got my driver's license the day of the prom and was able to drive Sherry LaFranchi to the prom. Ooh! And, and then yeah, what did you do with her in the back cool. of the car? Huh? Uh, I had. My dad's LTD. <laughs> yeah. Ford LTD. Yeah. That's a good car for It snacks. was a good ride. Yeah, the cops know it. All right, here yeah. we go. One more, Tulsi. Getting thrown in a squad car for stealing street signs. Getting thrown in a squad car for stealing street um, signs. We didn't get thrown in that. So my friends and I, we were like bored out of our minds one night. So we're driving around in uh, my dad's pickup truck. And uh, one guy said, like, I've always wanted this one street sign. So uh, we went and got it. And he's like, oh, why don't we get this other sign? So we're just driving around this, like, brand new neighborhood that no one lived in because they were just building it. And then the cops come up. They're like, boo. What are you guys doing? We're like, I don't know, nothing. (laughs) And then again, they're like, my dad was the justice of the peace. So they're like, hey, that's Mike, eh? I'm like, yeah. How would he like being called here at, what, 3 a.m.? Like, probably not. not, He wouldn't like that. Well, let's just. Let's just give him a call then. So my dad oh, had to come down. Yeah. Yeah, wow. We, we didn't get we didn't get in trouble. They're just like, just go put the signs back, you idiots. Oh man. And then okay, here's one. Uh, th- this is a different email um, from Gareth. Says, "Hey Bods, long time listener to the pod. I live in Toronto. Recently met an attractive girl at a restaurant. I got her number and later found out she's a stripper at the Brass Rail. At first, I thought it'd make for a good story, so we went out on a date. Uh, yeah." <laughs> that's weird <laughs> wouldn't you just assume the sex would be fantastic the date didn't go so well so it didn't last very long before she left to go to work I don't plan on asking her out again but it got me wondering that if she actually was really cool whether or not it'd be weird to date a stripper would you have wait been- wait wait so but why I thought he was going to follow up by saying okay the date ended she went to work and then I went to watch her yeah work. well why right. wouldn't you do that okay here he goes Support would her you have been career. Career. yes would you have been cool with it when you were bachelors as I'm cool with it now as I'm married anyway as it turns out my apartment is about fifty feet away from the brass rail so given how much of a big fan Jay is of the establishment you guys are welcome to pop by for a beer anytime on a related note would you make would you rather a regular segment people love would you rather Dan we've got to make it a regular segment I don't even know what that is. Kenny Florian, everybody. It's not here. It's Kenny Florian. Our UFC insider. Our UFC. Now, that, that email, by the way, was from Gareth, who says, I'm the journalism student who interviewed you both at Western two years ago with a mic that had dust on it that Jay mistook for pubes. Yeah, I remember that. Remember the interviews in that back room? There was a couch. Oh, the back room. They, the uh, they had that was the, the casting couch. They had a little uh, tray of 
cheese. And I was I violated on that couch. Grapes. Yeah, I remember. And then and uh, pubes. And then the pubes were on the. Mic. I remember it was a snowy night. Yeah. Dan O'Toole here. We went freezing. to a bar after uh, some of the gang. I can't yep. remember. It was a student bar, probably at least thirty years too old. To Did be we in there. stay in London? And then what? I don't remember. No, uh, no, we went right back. We had right. a driver. We went right back to the airport, and I think hopped on a plane and left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's how we roll. And finally, one more. John Henry the Third says the subject is. Get- goats just want you guys to know that i only did a small poll and it was a landslide that the goat is going to get a serious train run on it only one other guy than dan said he wouldn't bang that dirty little goat and that was like 10 people i asked keep up the good work so dan i want to reach you might want to change your answer i was actually really happy <laughs> i thought he was calling us the goats the greatest <laughs> of all time i'm like hey what a guy but no, no no he was talking about it the was goat an actual thing. goat he was talking about the go f***ing. Kenny Florian, everybody. Kenny Florian Kenny is Florian, here. Come on in. Come on in, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny Florian. He's on his way right in now. <laughs> you know what? To be honest, at this point, we only have like eight minutes tops. We wanted podcast, to talk to so. Kenny. It got announced today. Ronda Rousey's returning to the Octagon. Well, That's let's, huge. Let's talk about, uh, we just interviewed Dana White. Dana White's going to be on the TV show uh, Wednesday night. Uh, so it'll be, this will come out. After it's already aired, so that won't help you in any way. But uh, Dana was, first of all, Dana's the coolest. Dana's very, very cool. cool. He's very, very rich good guy. now because uh, he had uh, ownership in UFC when it sold. And we asked him, what'd you buy? He says, I already have everything. I yeah, I, I kind of understand that. Like, what would Dana not have? He was already super rich. Yeah, I said, Did he, do you buy cars like uh, Conor McGregor? He goes, I already have enough cars. Yeah, he's got cars. He's got everything. Uh, but, but one thing I did ask him, Dan, <clears throat> and this will be in- in- interesting to our Canadian UFC fans, so the big rumor, and we t- asked Karen Bryan about it, was that George St. Pierre was going to come back for UFC 206 in Toronto. There, she thought it was about a 75% chance. And really only a clothing deal was what was holding it up. So then I asked the same question <laughs> Yeah, because he's Dana. with Under Armour. That's right. And now, of course, UFC has a Reebok uniforms. Dana, I asked this question of, hey, what are the chances? GSP 206, is this happening? He looks at me like I've asked him... You know, like, is Jesus returning from the dead? Like, he, he literally was like, what are you talking about? That's never been in the cards. That's never going to happen. And he almost dismissed GSP as being not ready to fight and not intense enough, not in it enough. Yeah, anymore. he said no chance. He said literally no chance he comes back. Right. Wow. But Jesus will be on the 210 card. Jesus Christ. Jesus. On UFC 210 from Des Moines, Iowa. No, but seriously, uh, what I took from that is that they don't get along. Uh, they don't get along. There's a serious money negotiation, and Dana at this point is like, you know what? I'm not even going to come out and say there's even a remote chance until you, you know, either come down to what I think you should be paid or whatever. So there you go. So unfortunately, bad news about UFC 206 because I'm going to that. You are? Yeah. Who's all coming? It's I'll in go. Toronto. Well, I'll go to the rail. What's the yeah. date? Uh, yeah, I'll right? go. Yeah, what, what I'm date? in. What's the date? I think it's December 9th, I want to say. Cool. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. In December. First week-ish. And that's nice. the same card as Ronda? No. Ronda is the one after. Oh, December okay. 30th. That's right. December yeah. 30th. Yep. The one before it is the um, Connor Wonderboy. No. Yeah. No. Who's Con- who's Connor fighting at 205? Oh, uh, uh, Edgar. Frankie. No. Frankie. No. 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 Yes. No. Not Frankie Edgar. Why can't I remember his name? 
Anyway, we'll fix it. No, that's the round of one now. is in Vegas, though, so Dan that's will right. be there yeah. for that one. Oh, yeah. Tools, are you going to go to that one? Maybe celebrate. Uh, yeah, Conor McGregor year? said he will never fight in Vegas again uh, because he just got fined $150,000. Uh, for uh, throwing some water bottles. That was that did seem like a hefty fine for throwing those bottles. Yeah. Eddie Alvarez, two of five. Eddie Alvarez. That's Eddie Alvarez. It. Yeah. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. By the way, you may notice Ben's not here, and the podcast still runs completely smoothly. So, Ben, <laughs> you're fired. It's over. So, hotter chicks at Coachella or at old Coachella? Boy, I love that you asked me that question. A couple of things. There were way more young people than I thought would be at Desert trip. It wasn't just yeah, all. Yeah, what's the hippies. average age? De- all right, so desert trip. I uh, desert trip way old. Cello way older average age, but yeah. in general, way more younger people than I expected. We're Hotter at- chicks at Coachella. Like Coachella's insane. Coachella's just go. Yeah, it's if the real you, deal. If you don't go for for the bands, go for the scenery. Everyone is decked out, and every, every lady there is like in an outfit that says, "Oh, I just." threw this on i just happened to have this here but really probably spent 17 weeks mapping out and at desert trip where where the old dudes walk around like thurston howell yeah with that's lasers right. yeah and- the monocles and top hats <laughs> <laughs> you know there's like the standard hippie tie-dye action and concert shirts and uh but i have to say there were a lot of young people and a lot of attractive ladies where did fun. you smell more weed or can you even get the weeds in there um, you can. Was there? <laughs> <laughs> did you smell more at the uh, with the old folks or with the young? I would say with, I would say with the younger folks. Okay. Yeah, I'd say Coachella. You're definitely smelling more weed coming out of there, and definitely they checked the bag. I had like a backpack with with water and stuff. They checked it more thoroughly at Coachella than they did a Desert Trip. So I don't think the hippies were uh, as much. Better bands. I mean, how could you say the bands at uh, Desert Trip? I mean, I just think the performances epic at you know? Desert Trip better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Coachella is awesome. Like I really mean this. Like it's such a great event. Everyone should go at least once. See, it's so chill and the and the setting is so beautiful in the desert. There, that's it's great. If you could plan a helicopter to just airdrop you into oh, the, the middle, best. that'd be, be the best. so good. And yeah. then when it's over, you're so like, good. give a whistle, and it yes. like yeah. repels you up. And that I is, would go then. That's the problem. You, there's yeah. a lot of walking to get in there. It's a, yeah. kind of a nightmare. So, and you yeah. like probably you would hate it. Dan. At the you end of the day, it. you feel like dirty and filthy. And oh, oh yeah. By then, by the Saturday night, I was ready to collapse. Like you're just standing uh, forever the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the helicopter would lower. I want to see this band. Lower me down, and then I'm like, I don't. I want this, Ben. Yeah. Bring Lower me up. back up. And, and everyone would be like, who's that guy in the helicopter? <laughs> With Same, the, he's same got, deal, the VIP lounges and all that. A little stuff. different, a little different, but kind of the same deal, yeah. 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 So I guess no Kenny Florian. Well, and we got to well, wrap it up. Good job, Ben. <clears throat> Way to go, Ben. Ben on that one. Yeah. yeah. So Ben uh, failed to <laughs> ensure our guest was coming, and he failed to induct anyone in the Canadian Wall of Fame. So basically, Ben, uh, you'll never hear him again uh, on this podcast. He won't be involved. And uh, I think we're better for it. So how about a big hand for Ben? Hey, uh, Identity Guard, here's a question for you. Have you ever lost or thought you lost your phone, yeah. <laughs> Dan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's on the back of your phone, by the way? What is that? I got it at the All-Star game. It's Fox. Look at this. You go, whoa. Oh, oh sorry. That Boom. It, it stands uh, it up. I see. Oh. Do you use that often? Uh, I <laughs> Actually, I have because, uh, you funny story. a lot. 
Funny story. I uh, actually really looks like a cock that. ring yeah. on the I back broke, of that. Yeah, it I does. broke my yeah. TV remote, so I can't turn my TV on. So I've had to watch uh, all the baseballs on my laptop and phone. So it came in very handy. A uh, couple of questions. Jim mentioned that that looks like a cock ring. You Have could you ever literally worn it? you could hook that onto your dick to your erect penis. Have yes. you ever done that? No. Uh, should try it. How handy is that for the <laughs> masturbation? Okay, it's work phones. <laughs> My erections have returned. Wait, just have put you it never, on vibrate. You've never watched porn on your work phone? <laughs> never. Really? CK DJ. You could, you could go through my phone with a fine tooth comb, and I would not be fired. God, I would. Big time. Uses All right. incognito tabs. <laughs> nah, I would never know. I, come on, I would. How the hell do you even? Incognito tabs. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Have you ever lost or thought you lost your phone? How awful was that? Even if you found it in five minutes. If you're like me, your life is on that phone. Well, guess what? Identity thieves know that too. Great. So someone's got all my info. <laughs> <laughs> and when your lost phone winds up in the hands of an identity thief, it can be beginning of a disaster, financially, emotionally, even physically, that could take years to unwind. Physically? Years. And that's why you can help protect yourself with Identity Guard. Identity Guard has helped protect more than 47 million people. They continuously monitor millions of transactions and articles, send you the news, tools, and guidance to minimize your risk. Plus, if you're, you were to become an, a victim of identity theft, Identity Guard's victim recovery specialist will be there to help you through the recovery process. Identity Guard even offers identity theft insurance with coverage of up to a million bucks. So get the identity theft protection service that's right for you. Visit Identity Guard at IdentityGuard.com slash podcast. That's IdentityGuard.com <laughs> slash Jay and Dan. Which one is it? Right it's there. Jay and Dan. There's two of them. Oh, Sorry. it's podcast. Oh, oh it is? Yeah. It's oh, okay. okay it's slash podcast. I'm, I'm literally going to sign up for that because someone may be stealing my yeah. stuff right yep. now. You should, you yeah, should, you should have definitely. signed up for that before. Thank God they're sponsoring us. That's good. That was yeah. brought to our attention. I love it. Yeah, I'll find, uh, I'll find that uh, I've applied for 38 loans in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> Denied all of, for all, all of them. them. All oh. of them in Burundi. <laughs> did, you, did you lose it in Vegas? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. classic uh, tool. Right but there. I believe it's like in a crevasse somewhere. <laughs> sure. Never to be yeah. found again. Right. He used to be a caveman. You mean like a crevasse like at? Uh, Spearman uh, Rhyme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. those are a lot of big crevasses yeah. there. A lot of crevasses yeah. where tools yeah. is gone. Yeah. Annoy those places annoy me because it's really? just nonstop. No, you look lonely. I'm not. I'm trying to have a conversation here. Yeah, but you're at a strip club. They want to give you a little comfy. Hey, I'm going there to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, thanks to Kenny. I'm Florian. with you, Dan. I don't think it's Kenny's fault. It's no, ben's no, fault. it's definitely no, not Kenny's definitely fault. Ben's fault. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Engineer Jim Rich. Thanks so much for manning everything on this particular and podcast. And jandan.com. Um, uh, get yourself a shirt. Yeah, get yourself yeah. a shirt. Definitely. Go to jandan.com. It's all ready to go, ready so, for your orders. Uh, it, it's at the website. That's right. Jandan.com. It's a one-stop shop. The podcast is there. That's There's right. Jay's book's there. Every, everything you need, jandan. Jandan.com. Uh, by the way, the Twitter handles, too. Send us a tweet. At Rich underscore Cook. Cook with an E. At Engineer underscore Jim. At Jay and Dan. Send us a tweet. Let us know. And what thanks you think to of the this guys week. at Ironhead for taking us on. Yeah, that was awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So long, my time series of 